May the Lord bless you greatly today. May he bless you all, all the people who once again are joining us on this Sunday in this meeting that we have with you. This meeting that is so important for us, it is to have an encounter with the Lord. It is so that the Lord may manifest himself in our lives and in our heart. And God, be pleased of all that we do for him. And this is why every Sunday in our encounter here at this time, we ought to open ourselves to the Lord and we need to set aside our problems or difficulties and hardships, leave it all to the side and let us focus so that we may listen well to the teaching and to the reading of the Bible and study and analyze and learn and so that we can allow any everything into our heart, everything that God wants us to learn and to do in our life to please him. And so today we are joyful once again for we are here before the presence of the Lord. The Lord is with us. The Lord is with you. And so today we're going to honor the Lord with the teaching, but before that we're going to sing a hymn to the Lord. And I also know that there are many problems. I know that many of you are tired of the situation, tired perhaps of the routine, and tired of maybe not being able to go out and do things as you were normally used to. And some of you maybe have gotten sick, you feel despaired, but no. I think the best thing to do is cry out to the Lord, pray to Him, and ask God that he help us and that God take away this pandemic as soon as possible and praying together. For if we all come to an agreement and pray to God to remove this evil, God will be acting. God will be doing that marvelous work in us. And so we will not lose heart. We will not be bitter or afflicted for that is not how we will resolve problems. But it is with prayer, it is with crying out to the Lord so that he gives us peace, so that he delivers us and helps us to bear all of these difficulties and tribulations that we are currently facing. And so today we are with joy before the Lord and we're going to sing hymn 188. Hymn 188, O Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and we will be singing to the Lord with all of our heart. With joy we sing to God. Jesus is my Lord and Savior, hymn 188. Oh, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. My joy is in singing His praise. He's Lord, yet He calls me His brother. He's Lord, yet He gives me His name. Despising the shame and rejection, He came to release me from prison. And I will rejoice, and I will rejoice in Him. Oh, Jesus is the friend I long for. He's with me in good times and bad. He's patiently walks here beside me. 
this comfort he gives when I'm sad. I'll follow his footsteps forever. For he is my king and my savior. And I will rejoice, and I will rejoice in him. Oh Lord, what could I ever give you to thank you for your love for me? To serve you is all that you ask me. To give you my heart is your plea. Then here is my heart, Lord, I give it. To live in the power of your spirit. And I will rejoice. And I will rejoice in Him. Glory to our God. And we thank the Lord for this opportunity to be before the presence of the Lord. To praise His name, to glorify the Lord. And also, at the end, in our prayer... We will ask the Lord to have mercy and that he may remember all those that are ill, that he may also remember the current situation that we're living worldwide and that God listen to every petition and observe all of our needs. Now, before beginning, I'm going to greet some brothers and sisters, some a group of people that gather in a city called Artigas, which is in the border of Brazil and Uruguay. Artigas, I believed this is how the city is pronounced. A group of people gather there very joyfully, I am told, that they are listening to the teachings, and I congratulate you, for you have set in your heart to listen to the teachings, to learn them, for it means that you are interested in seeking the true path and following the truth and life, our Lord Jesus Christ, his true gospel. So I congratulate you all and may my God bless you greatly and that God may manifest himself as well, just as we teach that in our congregation, God manifests. He manifests with the spiritual gifts. He guides us with his spirit. And so I too desire that you, now that you have opened your heart to the Lord, God will manifest himself among you and he will bless you greatly. And so a greeting to you and also for all the rest of the brothers and sisters all over the world and every place where the congregation is, wherever there is a group of people praising and seeking the Lord in different places, different countries, different continents, may my God bless you all. And today, today we're going to learn about our God and we're going to read the Bible. We're going to continue reading the Bible. And there's so many things that we need to learn about the Lord. There are so many treasures, so many mysteries that we find in the Bible. And today we're going to be speaking of spiritual treasures. 
And what are those spiritual treasures? What is this spiritual treasure? God, who did he say was his treasure? And also, when our Lord Jesus Christ gave teachings, he said that we needed to first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and that everything else would be added to us. For the Lord knew, the Lord knew the needs of each person, and he would be providing upon every need, that we should seek those treasures, that we should seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so today we're going to delight ourselves learning concerning spiritual treasures. And there is a chorus, a chorus that we sing that says, I know that you are here, Lord. And this is true. Every time that we gather as a church, the Lord is the first to be here among us. This is why, do not doubt. Do not be worried. Your tribulation, as great as it might be, or as difficult as it might seem, God will help to resolve it. And so, as this chorus that says, I know that you are here, Lord. Well, I don't know which chorus number it is, but I am going to sing a little bit with you, the brothers who do know the chorus that says, I know that you are here, my Lord. I know that you are here. I know that you are here, my Lord. I know that you are here. My soul praises you. My soul praises you. My soul praises you. I know that you are here. My soul praises you. My soul praises you, my soul praises you, I know that you are here. Blessed is our Lord, he is here with us. And how beautiful that chorus is, so that you may sing to the Lord every time that you feel sad or afflicted, sing to the Lord. And we are going to now speak concerning the spiritual treasures, and we're going to go to Exodus 18. Exodus. In Exodus 19, one of the first books of Moses, Exodus 19, 19 verse 5, our Lord here gives instructions to Moses concerning how he needed to lead the people of Israel, how he needed to teach them what needed to be taught. And here, in verse 5, the Lord, he is telling Moses, Now therefore, teach them. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, meaning if they listen to the voice of God, and keep the covenant, the covenant of our Lord, then in exchange, it says, the Lord, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people for all the earth is mine what a blessing what a promise what a promise that the lord is making here to the people of israel and by the hand of moses their leader who was there with them god spoke and taught moses so he could guide and lead the people because the Lord was observing that in the future, his special 
treasure, his special people, his true, tr his true and real treasure, God was seeing this in the future. And this physical people, they failed the Lord and was not able to be God's true special treasure, for they failed. But the Lord was seeing that there would be a nation, people that would be raised up, who did deserve to have that title of being that special treasure of God, and these people the Lord would be forming by that would be formed by that Messiah, that Savior, the King that God would be sending in the future. And God knew that He would lift up this nation so that they would be called my special treasure above all people, for all the earth is mine. This is true because the church of our Lord Jesus Christ will be made up of people of many nations. And there will be many nations, many people who will not believe in him. And so there the word is fulfilled when it says, they shall be my special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And it says, and you shall be to me a kingdom. In verse 6, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words spoken by our Lord for his people in the future. There the Lord gave these words to Moses, and he said to them, Speak to the people, tell them to keep my commandments, that they hear my voice, that they should obey me. Because if so, then I will call them my special treasure above all the peoples. They will be my pride, and all others will look upon them. And you will be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. But they did not heed the Lord, nor did they keep the commandments of our Lord. And so they lost this title of the special treasure. But as the Lord was going beyond that, looking toward the future, saying there will be one who will be keeping, will be keeping this promise, this commandment. And so he will raise up that nation, that holy nation, that kingdom of priests. He will. And so they will be my special treasure, my true treasure. How beautiful and blessed is the name of our Lord. And today we are learning concerning spiritual treasures that we ought to be and also seek these treasures to live them, to practice them. And in this way, we can include be included in the congregation the lord's congregation and he may then call us his special treasure we all want to be there in that place we all want to belong to that nation we all want to belong to that special treasure of our lord and so this is why we are going to be concerned and worried about learning and making sure that we keep all of this in our heart to keep the word of our god to keep his commandments now let us go quickly to Proverbs. It is after Psalms. You'll find the book of Proverbs where it exalts the word and those spiritual treasures. Here in Proverbs 8, in verse 21. In 8.21, here of chapter 8 of Proverbs, it speaks concerning wisdom. 
about the excellence and eternity of wisdom now here in this chapter this is actually speaking about our lord jesus christ he being wisdom now here in verse 8 21 verse 21 we are here reading in well we'll start in verse 19 my fruit is better than gold yes than fine gold and my revenue than choice silver I traverse the way of righteousness is what wisdom was saying here and wisdom is Jesus Christ he says I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice so he guides those who love the Lord who want to follow his ways that I in the midst of the path of justice that I may cause those who love me this is what wisdom is saying or Jesus Christ is saying that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth that I may fill their treasuries that I may fill their treasuries with what well with many blessings with many fruits many blessings peace joy gladness good works and so it says I may fill their treasuries their hearts with all good things now this wisdom is saying that he would guide and lead all those who walk through that straight path he would fill them with those good treasures and this is what we want we want to be a treasure a coveted treasure that we should be that desired treasure for our God that we should be that special treasure and so in order for us to be that treasure well then we need to seek it as well we need to find it and add it to our life and keep it in our heart now in Proverbs 21 Proverbs 21 we here in verse 20 it says Twenty-one, twenty, verse 19 it says better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman meaning we must try and avoid and flee from what is evil and try and avoid conflicts and arguments and of doing things that are displeasing now it says there is a desirable treasure verse 20 there is a desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise now the dwelling of the wise or in the heart of the wise what do you find only beauty only goodness holiness perfection beauty knowledge understanding wisdom everything all of the those attributes and qualities are there that is what you find in the heart of someone that is wise they are doing what is good upright now it says a desirable treasure an oil oil is the symbolism of the work of the Holy Spirit that is what you find in the dwelling of the wise but a foolish man squanders it so a man that is not wise it, he squanders it meaning he belittles it he throws it out he takes it away he doesn't keep it with him he doesn't live these things he's not interested in these things this is what happens and so we as we today want to be the special treasure for our God we want to be that nation who the Lord said I will be raising up his nation 
to be exalted and to shine in all the world among all of the other nations and peoples and that it would be a special treasure to him. Well, we want to be that treasure, but we need to find it. We need to find the treasure. Now we continue here in Isaiah. After Proverbs, you'll find the book of Isaiah and we're reading in 33, chapter 33, Isaiah 33. Verse 6. Now this speaks of our Lord Jesus, that he in the future would be sending salvation, blessings, that he would be sending a king, a perfect king to rule, and his rule would be perfect. It would be upright, righteous, and he would be exalted. This is what chapter 33 of the prophet Isaiah is speaking about. Now, this is why in verse 5, it says, The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He has filled Zion, which is the church. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness. So, all honorability and equity is there in that justice and that righteousness in that rule of our lord he this is what he does this is what he has done he has been righteous with mankind and just only that we human beings in disobedience we have turned away we have turned away from for some time from god but now that we are in the presence of god we don't want to separate ourselves we now want to receive all of those promises that God has made from the very beginning for his people, for his church, for his spiritual Zion, for his heavenly Jerusalem, his special treasure. And so this is why in verse 6, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your time. So in that future that God was speaking of, that he would be sending that perfect king, that salvation, it says wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. Wisdom, well, the wisdom that we've just read about in Proverbs. Now, that wisdom was concerning Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior. He was wisdom and knowledge. Now, here the Lord, he says, and I will send in that future. I, in that future, wisdom and knowledge will rule in that time. In Jesus Christ, in the person who is the Savior. The gospel, the true gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the true gospel, that wisdom, it is knowledge and wisdom. The true gospel is a great treasure that a man or woman finds. And when they find that treasure, what they do, they acquire that possession and they do whatever they can to hold on to that possession wherever that treasure is and to continue in it. They give up many things. They maybe perhaps even give up or denounce mankind or their families, society, their work or their social life. They denounce all of those things because they have found true treasure, the true treasure of Jesus Christ. They have found ruling wisdom and knowledge. And this is why, this is what the Lord wants, that we all be intelligent and take advantage of these opportunities God offers us. And that everything that we are discovering, that we may attain it and practice it 
and we do the will of God, which is what he wants. And I repeat verse 6, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. So the treasure for these people who have believed in this king, this wise king, this king full of knowledge, of wisdom and salvation, all his followers, it says that fear of God would be that treasure to these believers, these followers. And so the fear of the Lord is a treasure. And so when I believe in the Lord, when I find the true path of God and I convert, I begin to be a treasure for God. And then I also say, I have found a great treasure and nothing for no reason in the world would I ever allow anyone to take it from me. This is that great treasure. It is our heart. When we come to the knowledge of the true gospel, of the true word of God, of the true path, we arrive to that point and to arrive to that door, that gate, there is only one door of entry. And we, those who find that treasure, we become a treasure for God. And we are there at the door, knocking on the door. And the Lord, Lord Jesus, opening and saying, come in, come in to dwell, come in and enjoy what I have for all those who love me and follow me. This is very beautiful now i just imagine and i think we're all imagining ourselves walking there and arriving to that palace to knock on that door so that the lord lets us in because we are his treasure because i have found that treasure and it is with me and i have become treasure now now i am treasure to the lord this is what is beautiful and this is how we ought to be thinking and reasoning isaiah 45 isaiah 45 in verse 3 Isaiah 45, verse 3, it says, Now, our Lord here is speaking through Isaiah in the prophecy that was given by Isaiah. He sends Isaiah to bring a message to King Cyrus in the time of uh, King Cyrus's rule. Uh, he was a Persian king, and God had made the decision to send a group of people that were living there, the Israelites that were living in Babylon. They were slaves in Babylon for 70 years. And when the 70 years came to pass, God made the decision to send them once again back to Jerusalem to rebuild the city, the walls, and the temple. And in that time, who was ruling was King Cyrus, the king of Persia. Now, God had to touch this king's heart, Cyrus's heart, because he was not a Jew. He was pagan. He was a foreigner. But the Lord touched his heart and revealed to him and said to him that he needed to allow all my people to go to Jerusalem. You need to allow it. You need to give the order so that they leave Babylon and go to Jerusalem once again. Now, Cyrus, he had a heart that obeyed God and accepted the word of God. He obeyed, and this is why God, in a certain way, gave him a blessing. For he 
let himself be used to obey and have fear of God, knowing that all of them were idolaters. They were pagan. But here in this case, he did believe God and obeyed. This is why the Lord tells him through Isaiah, he sends him a blessing, a blessing to Cyrus, the king of Persia. Verse 1, he says, Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus. Now he calls him his anointed because he said to him, You are the one in charge of allowing the people of Israel to return to Jerusalem, and you will give them all the things necessary, everything that they need in order to move. And all of the expenses of, be, of rebuilding the city of Jerusalem. And so this is why God says you are my anointed for a moment, for a time, for a couple of days while I am using and needing you. Now he says, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. Now we also see here that God gave him a lot of victory and triumph as he was a king. Now, he says, I will go before you, the Lord says, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze, meaning that when he was going to fight against other nations, God would give him triumph, give triumph to Cyrus. He says, I will give you, I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. Now he tells Cyrus in verse 3, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I that I the Lord who call you by your name and am the God of Israel so what were those treasures what did God give Cyrus this Cyrus who was a pagan man a foreigner an idolater he was not a Jew did not belong to the people of Israel he had not been circumcised but nevertheless because Cyrus obeyed God and he did things as God had ordered the Lord tells him, I will give you those treasures of darkness, meaning those hidden treasures. So he was giving him the order to take the remnant, the remnant who was here in Babylon, take them and introduce them back to Jerusalem. For they are my special treasure. For in them is the essence of my treasure. For they are the remnant. And of this remnant, will come the savior the messiah jesus christ will come this king this remnant cannot disappear they cannot die until the messiah comes the messiah is there in their loins the loins of that remnant now as the lord saw that from this remnant our lord jesus christ would come this is why he said they are dark treasures of darkness or that Messiah is hidden there in the loins and the idea in the essence of those of that remnant of that group the group of people who were there who were going to travel back to Jerusalem God was saying it is my treasure and I give it to you Cyrus I will give you those treasures they belong to me but I give them to you so that you may allow them to arrive back to Jerusalem and he says, the hidden riches of secret places. Those hidden riches of secret places, well, it is the mystery. The mystery of God was hidden with them. That mystery, what was the mystery? The gospel, the pure, true gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel that needed to be preached in the future to form the true people, 
to form that special treasure, that true special treasure. This is who our Lord was referring to when he tells Cyrus, And I will give you the treasure of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. For there lies the Messiah, there goes the Savior, and one day he will manifest himself, and then he will preach the gospel, and then people will be saved. And there will be a holy nation, holy, perfect nation. They will be my special treasure. And how beautiful this verse is, that you may know that I, the Lord, that I am the Lord who calls upon your name and the God of Israel. Now, don't you think, brothers and sisters, all of our viewers, don't you think that this gives us the desire, the desire to belong to that treasure of God, to belong to his treasures, we want to be those treasures. And so we are first seeking the treasure to hold it here in our heart and to then convert to that treasure and then arrive before God with our hands full of many works, of fruits. Now, Isaiah, in Matthew now, now we go to Matthew. In the New Testament, in Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Verse 19 in Matthew, I think you have hopefully found the scripture. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ is preaching his gospel now. He's preaching his word the true gospel, those hidden secrets, here the Lord is bringing them to light. That treasure in darkness, well, the Lord is bringing into the light. And our Lord Jesus Christ said to his people that listened to him, his disciples, he said to them, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy. Now, this was in reference to those physical earthly treasures that were that people who are maybe seeking to have many riches and many uh, houses and possessions, lands, ships, planes, trains, to be owners of many companies and to have a lot. That is, well, earthly or treasure on earth. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy. Meaning, they get worn out with time. And it says, and where thieves break in and steal. Yes, thieves, robbers. And it says they break and they steal. So they take away from the person. They take what they have and this person is saddened for they have been uh, conned. Now, here in verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. This is what this is re referencing here. Now, for where your treasure is, so where your treasure is, where your abundance, where your riches are, your money, there your heart will be also. So you cannot become that special treasure for God because you have become a treasure for yourself. And so a person dies 
and doesn't take anything with them. And they worried so much in life about the material things, they never thought about God, never praised God, never worshipped God, glorified Him or gave Him thanks for every day of life that they had. But rather, they became very wealthy and died and left just as they were born. They left with nothing. And so our Lord Jesus says, be wise. Be wise and knowledgeable and acquire treasures, but heavenly treasures. Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven for those treasures in the spiritual life are the best. They are those, the ones that you bring to eternity with you. Those treasures are what will make you very happy in life. Now, in Matthew 12, Matthew 12, verse 34, Verse 34, it says, now these are the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and he is teaching and as I said before, the Lord was bringing to light those hidden treasures, those treasures that were hidden in the dark and inviting his listeners that they should lay up these types of treasures. Now, he was here in the midst, not just of many people that were listening and actually believed in him, but he was also surrounded by his enemies, those who did not believe, the Pharisees in that time, who did not believe in the Lord, as they were the ones in charge of reading the Law of Moses and interpreting it. They thought that they knew all of the doctrine. And this is why the Lord Jesus was very strong with them, for they were hypocrites and never wanted to accept the word of our God. This is why he was harsh with them. And in verse 34, he says, Brood of vipers, Matthew 12, 34, it says, Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? You cannot speak any good thing, for you are evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now the Lord was saying, what is in your heart? In, the, in your heart, there is nothing good. There is no good treasure in there. There are evil things. That is what is in your heart. And this is why you speak and you act this way, is what he was saying. And the Lord tells them, he gives them a teaching, a good man, verse 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So a good man who has found that treasure and he holds that treasure, that hidden mystery, that word of God, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the commandments of the Lord, the work of the Holy Spirit, everything. They have taken it and held it in their heart 
to put into practice, to praise the Lord and please Him in all, to live a holy life, an upright life in the eyes of God. And so this person has been filled with that good treasure, that treasure is in his heart. Now, as this man is good, he has that good treasure in his heart, and so his actions his, are good. His life is a life of mercy, of generosity, of love, of patience, of kindness, of kindness and of understanding, of wisdom and knowledge. It is a life full of all of these things. That is what is in their heart, good treasure. But it says, an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So all you find is adultery, fornication, hatred, revenge, resentment, murder, violations and, and thefts. All of these things, terrible things, uncleanness. All of this comes from the evil treasure that is in that evil man's heart. And so, he brings forth all the evil things and this is what they live and they suffer and they make others suffer. So this person will never have the opportunity if they continue on this way, will never have the opportunity to reach that city and to knock on the door for the Lord to open and allow them in, allow them to come in and enjoy and for the Lord to say, you are my special treasure, come in, I have a place for you. That will never happen. For if this person does not change, does not turn away from their evil path, they will never have a good life, not in this life, nor in the eternal one. Now in verse 36 it says, But I say to you, the Lord Jesus said, But I say to you, that for every idle word men may speak, meaning if they have an evil treasure in their heart, well, they will speak and do things that are unpleasing and will say things that make no sense. It says, so that every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. God, he writes all of that so that this person is then judged. They will say even those idle words that they speak, the Lord will take account of it. For it says, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Why? Well, for in their heart there was evil treasure. It was not good treasure. He did not find that good treasure and did not want to convert into that special treasure for our God. And so throughout their life, everything was written about their life, and God will then judge. That will not remain, or no one will be exempt from being judged by God and for God to then sentence, sentence them. And so we are here learning concerning these spiritual treasures. When we find, and we have found it now, and we never want this treasure to be lost, but those who have not found the treasure... It is, this is for all of those who have not found that treasure, that you find it, that special treasure, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, His true doctrine and the manifestation of God. Now in Matthew, Matthew 19, Matthew 19, verse 21. In Matthew 19, verse 21, the Lord spoke to a young man who was rich 
And this young man came before the Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse 17, verse 16, now this young man says, Good teacher, what good things, what good thing, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? What should I do to have eternal life, he says. And the Lord tells him, keep the commandments. So to enter into eternal life, you need to keep the commandments. And he says to him, well, Lord, well, what are the commandments? Now the Lord listed a few of them. He says to them, well, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now the young man, he said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. So I've always kept all of these commandments that you are mentioning. Now the Lord Jesus says to him in 21, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven so first you'll have treasure in your heart and then treasure in heaven and come follow me now the young man he was very wealthy he had many riches but this young man was greedy and he was selfish and he was not generous he did not like to share with anybody. Everything was for himself and perhaps very greedy. And he had not realized that he was failing in this commandment of this treasure of our God, the treasure of our Lord, the commandments of our Lord. He thought that it was just those Ten Commandments and that was all. And that was keeping those Ten Commandments and that was it. But he did not know that out of every commandment, so many different precepts branch off, so many orders, ordinances, so many other small commandments branch off from one commandment. He ignored these things. He ignored that you needed to share and you needed to lend a hand to those that are in need. You needed to help people who are in need. There are people who say to me, how are we able to keep this commandment of our God? Now I'm kind of veering away from the topic a little bit, but how can we fulfill the commandments of God of helping other people? How do we do that for our Lord Jesus Christ said that we needed to help people? We needed to help the widows. We needed to help the orphans, women that are alone and single mothers who have to work and raise the children on their own and work at the same time. And if they work, they can't raise their children, and if they raise their children, they can't work, they have to help them. So you need to help those that are in need, the elderly who can't work anymore. How can we help them, someone asked. How is this done? And so today, well, today there are many ways of helping. Today, there are organizations uh, that benefit people. There's different organizations that help that help people because today it's not like it was in the time of antiquity in the time of antiquity a person could probably put 
in place their own money and say, I'm going to help the poor so they would all gather their goods and everything, all the, all the things that they wanted to offer to give people and someone, someone would then take charge of it and then divide it to others, would give them food and money. And today, well, this is not allowed. It's not allowed because of the different governments in place and because people are dishonest. So people, they would would knock on doors and say, well, we need help because we're going to help the poor. We're going to help the poor children of this place. And we're going to help the children that are sick and have this sickness here in this place. So if you can please donate. And so everyone would give them the donations and this person would keep it for themselves and never actually wouldn't help the poor. It, they became somebody that was just conning. They were conning these people. And because of this, this is why governments establish laws and rules. And that's very good. And so this is why now they have foundations. There are foundations to benefit others. And so the foundation needs to keep with all of the rules of the government in place. And the government is supervising everything the foundation does. And so this is how today those who ask and say, well, how can I help? Well, go to a foundation and say, I want to help with this, with a donation or with food, with clothing or with medications. I want to help because you are helping the children who have cancer, for example. And so I want to donate this so that these children can be helped. And that's it. And so this is how there is now help today for other people. You help and you keep this commandment that the Lord has left us with. But now I've kind of strayed from the topic, but I wanted to well, share this because I thought maybe perhaps there are others who have the same question. And so the Lord Jesus tells this young man who was very wealthy that he should not treasure so many riches here on earth, but that he should share with others, those who were in need, that those who were poor he should give to. And with that, God would fill him with a very precious treasure in his heart and that in eternal life, he would then be a special treasure for God. This is what he said. He says, it is better that if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor. Give to the poor so that you will have treasure in heaven. And this is what is most important, that treasure in heaven. Yes, without, of course, those who are living comfortably and have many riches. Well, you should continue to help people. Help people but also seek that spiritual treasure. Seek the things of God and convert into that or become that special treasure. Now we continue in Luke. Luke 12. In Luke chapter 12, verse 20. Verse 20, now there's also here another wealthy person, just as that other young man. Now this person was a fool. He had many riches, but very greedy. And he did not share. He did not give anything to anyone. And he had many riches in his work and in his business. In verse 17, now this rich man who was foolish, he thought within himself saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? 
Now, he had so much abundance, he had nowhere to store it. So, he says, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Now, this is what this rich, foolish man said without remembering God. This person never remembered God, never gave thanks to God, never let themselves be guided by the Lord so that he could say, okay, well, you have many riches, but share with those who are in need. Never did so. Now, as he said, but I need to eat, I need to drink and be merry. And the Lord said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Verse 20, the Lord says to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things then, then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So we must be rich toward God. Now, it does not mean that no one has the right to have riches in their own life here on earth. Now, people have the right to have many riches in life because things went well for them in life and God willed it so. And God allowed them to be rich, to have great wealth, to be a millionaire or a multimillionaire. But God wants for you to share, for you to help. There are many who are in need. There are many people dying of hunger, many children dying of hunger, many children who have no clothing. They are sick. There is no medication. There are no vitamins for these children. There is no good nourishment. There are many people who live on the streets because they don't have anywhere to sleep. They eat trash because they have nothing to eat. They sleep under highways. And so God wants all of these rich people to remember and to help, to help so that they too may begin to store spiritual riches in their heart and to remember God. And so in this way, they begin to find that treasure. Who is God? He is that marvelous God, treasure to keep him in their heart so that one day they can come before the Lord and say, okay, I had great riches on earth and I enjoyed life, but here I also hold that treasure God gave me. And here I present myself before the Lord. And God will be joyful. God will be glad and he will say, you are blessed. For you knew you knew how to enjoy the material goods that you had, but you also gave to the poor. And you did charity work. You did good things. You kept the commandments. You lived a holy, upright life. That is good. And now you will have the spiritual treasure. Now you have become special treasure to me. This is what we want the Lord to say. But to those who are not multimillionaires and God gives to them what is necessary, well, to them... What, will we, what we will do is to seek that spiritual treasure, to have it in our lives. God will never lack or lack in giving us the things that we need. He will always give us the necessary to live in our life. And thanks be to our God. And there is no greed or desire to be filled with riches. Why? And I'm not envious of other people for their riches. No, we must be content and happy with who we are and with what we have and God has given us. But of course, 
Spiritual treasure, this is what we seek. That spiritual treasure, we must seek it and find it and keep it here in our heart and act and keep the commandments of our God for this is what is important. In this, this we must be very diligent in, in seeking this treasure and finding it and having it in our heart. Now we continue in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians uh, 4, 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, Now, this is speaking of treasure. Here in Corinthians, Apostle Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth. And he is saying to them that they, the apostles and all of the followers of the Lord, have become ministers of God, ministers of the new covenant. The new covenant, which is the gospel, the pure, true gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in the midst of his dissertation here in Corinthians in verse 6, it says, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, meaning Jesus Christ is that light, who has shown in our hearts Jesus Christ to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face or in the person of Jesus Christ. And so it says God allowed that this light to shine and that it should then reach our hearts, becoming that great treasure to give that light of the knowledge of the glory of God so that all of us may come to the knowledge of the glory of God in the person of Jesus Christ. Now in verse 7 it says, But we have this treasure. Now listen well, brothers and sisters. But we have this treasure. What treasure? The gospel. The good tidings of salvation. Jesus Christ, our Savior. Jesus, our Redeemer. He forgave our sins. He has washed us with his blood on the cross of Calvary. He has cleansed us. He has sent his Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us, to help us live a holy life, an upright life. He has brought us out of darkness into his admirable light. He has given us the knowledge of the glory of God. This is the treasure. This is the treasure. So this is why it says, but we, verse 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What are the earthen vessels? It is our heart, our physical heart, our body. Our body is an earthen vessel. Now this treasure has been given to us by God so that it may dwell in our heart. It may dwell in our being. This treasure we will store here here in our heart, inside of us. This is why our actions ought to be good, upright, holy, just. That treasure. Do you want to be a special treasure for God? Well, here it is. It says this treasure we have in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Now here, he begins to say, yes, we are hard pressed, but we are never crushed. 
We are perplexed, but not despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. God is with us. We are struck down, but not destroyed. For God once again lifts us up, and so on. God gives us triumph and victory in life. Because of the persecution of the enemy against us, because we are weak, because of our flesh, we are earthen vessels. And so in this fragile weakness of our body, of our human being body, God placed a great treasure. And how beautiful this is. And so therefore, God will always protect us so that one day we may reach his presence. This is the hope. And this is why our prayers are continuous and are daily. And so how beautiful this is, this special treasure that we find here in 2 Corinthians 4, 7. Now let us go to Colossians. Colossians 2, 3. Now it's after Corinthians. You find Galatians, Ephesians, and Colossians. Chapter 2, verse 3. Now, this continues to highlight our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the apostle, he desired and he wanted to vi visit that church to comfort the hearts. In verse 2, he says, oh, verse 1, For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, another uh, land and it says I have for you and those or uh, have not seen my face in the flesh so people wanted to meet Paul and it says that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God that mystery that God had entrusted Paul to teach and to make known it says to the knowledge of the mystery of God both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Blessed is the name of our Lord. Now, this is what it says. Now, Paul, he says, now you will be comforted and you want me to be comfort you and you want me to bring you the message. You want me to bring to you you want this mystery of God and of Christ. Now this mystery, he says, this mystery of God, of, of, of God, you find the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, meaning the gospel, the complete gospel that I am always mentioning, the complete gospel, the pure, true gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, because there are thousands of religions that speak of the gospel, and I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, but they are not preaching nor practicing the complete, true gospel. Now here, it speaks of this mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, and in them is hidden all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge the true path, the true manifestation of God to man through his gospel, through the Lord. This is that hidden treasure that we need to lay hold of. As it says, lay hold of it. Lay hold of those treasures. Find them and keep them and live them in my life to present myself before the Lord and that the Lord may say, yes, you are my treasure. Matthew, let us go back 
to the Gospel of Matthew. We're going back here. We're going to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13. In verse 44. Matthew 13. 44. And it says, now once again, we are coming back to our Lord Jesus Christ when he was teaching his gospel, when he was teaching the good tidings and the word, that hidden word, that hidden treasure, those hidden treasures and those mysteries that were hidden. And the Lord says in verse 44, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field now what a very wise man because it says he found that treasure he found the treasure and he could not remove it extract it because the land was not his it had an owner so he needed to start from the very beginning and from the very beginning he had to buy the land the field in order to extract and dig out that treasure now we we cannot have from day to night have a treasure without first having explored it without having first discovered it and how, how can we discover a treasure? How can we discover it and explore it and, and understand it so that it may come into our life and our heart? I can't tell someone, hey, give me what you have. Give me what you have there. What, is it, what does it say about the treasure? Oh, you must believe in the Lord and in the commandments. And you need to keep all of the commandments. You need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, yes, I believe. Okay, great. So that's enough. And now I can present myself before God. And God will say, well, no, you haven't even started. You haven't understood. You have no knowledge of my things, of my truth. And so the person first needs to hear, hear the word hear the gospel and accept and believe and begin to walk the ways of the Lord begin to bear fruits of repentance begin to have the Holy Spirit to have the spiritual gifts and begin to grow in their spiritual life to then begin to attain that treasure because you cannot attain that treasure from one moment to the next you need to work for it you need to explore it investigate and search you need to read the Bible. When I tell you to read the Bible, what I'm saying is explore it. Start by exploring it. Read the Bible. Then begin to investigate and see what you find. You will find many treasures, hidden treasures. You will find a hidden treasure and that will reach your heart and you will begin to please the Lord. And so you find that treasure. And now this man, he found the treasure. And he sold everything he had in order to buy it because it was important. Now here there is another treasure, which is a pearl. Now again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. 
Why? Because this person knew and appreciated and valued what he had found. He had knowledge of what this pearl was. It was a pearl, a pearl. And so we, we too, we need to value value the things of God. The day that we find the path of the Lord, the day that someone comes to the church for the first time and they are, receive prophecy and the person comes full of burdens and tribulations and they have sickness and sadness, the person comes, we pray for them and the Lord speaks to them, speaks to them the secrets of their heart, what is hidden in their heart and tells them, you are suffering, you are sick, you are living sad and God will give you joy and happiness. This person is discovering a treasure. This person says, God is here. God is here with you. God said what was in my secrecy, what he told me no one else knows. I share nothing about my life with anyone else and he discovered it. When you prayed for me, you discovered it. God is here. I will continue in this church. I will continue to congregate here in this place. God is here. The truth is here. I have never felt the presence of God. No one ever told me what you've said. I feel peace. I feel happiness. I feel joy. I will continue coming to this place. They found a treasure. They found the treasure. And so they do everything possible to come to this place. Now, surely they will find many problems and obstacles in the world. They will find that maybe their families will oppose them. And maybe their husbands or their wife or their children, their parents or their neighbors, their friends will oppose them in them coming to the church. But you abandon all of that. You let them be and you come because you have found God in this place. You found him and you say, God manifests. And I will continue here. This is the treasure. This is what these verses mean when you say you went and you sold all that you have to buy that treasure and the same thing with the net the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind now once it is full they drew they drew to shore and they sat down and gathered the good into vessels and threw the bad away and so it says that they pick the best things every man every woman they pick a path when they know god they say I will remain here and I'm going this way because this is where I have found God. I continue down this path. Now in verse 51, where it's Jesus, he says, have you understood all these things? They said to him, yes, Lord. Verse 52, therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and old. So the Lord was teaching the scribes as well. He was saying to them, if you are knowledgeable in the kingdom of heaven and you're always writing the word of God and you're always passing it to different scriptures or, or books, how will you not find the doctrine and the knowledge concerning the word of God? So this householder, he brings out treasures, things new and old to put them to use. To, to take or, or to not uh, put to use. And so this householder and these treasures of things new and old, we need to do here when we read the Bible. For example, the Bible is a treasure to us. It is a treasure. For here there is knowledge of God. We learn to know God. And we have the Old Testament 
And we have the New Testament. And in the Old Testament, we find many mysteries and great knowledge of God. In the New Testament, we also find the reality and the fulfillment of what the Old Testament says. We find the shadow and the figures, the real figures of what in the Old Testament had been spoken of. And so this is why we need to read, we need to search here in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, for there we find the riches. We find the knowledge of our God. We find it in the Lord's word. And so as those treasures, as this householder who uses and who uses the new and the old to give it use, well, we too, we have this treasure in the Bible. And we find in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, we find doctrine. And as we have found this treasure, we are growing and we are keeping this in our heart and to be treasures before the Lord. And so the Lord may say, you are my special treasure. I invite you to read the Bible and I invite you to convert and to become that special treasure for my God. Let us pray. Oh, heavenly father, oh, eternal God. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in this day for this opportunity that you have given us to be here before your presence. Thank you, eternal God. Oh, Holy Father, I ask you in your mercy that you may hear the prayers of all of the people who are in need of you, of all who are sick, all of those who have diverse illnesses, physical and psychological, that you may extend your mighty hand and may you heal, may you cleanse, and may you deliver each person, and that you, my Lord, may remove witchcraft and sorcery and all curses. May you break chains, destroy all the ties of all of the people who have been victims of the devil through the use of witchcraft, sorcery, and curses. Oh, Lord, deliver them, cleanse them. And the children and the elderly, there are children who are sick in the hospitals, who are at home, and even in the wombs of their mothers. There are the elderly who are at home. They are suffering and in the hospitals as well. Oh, Holy Father, extend your mighty hand. May you heal. May you cleanse and deliver them all. Have mercy and give an opportunity in love life to each person, each man, each woman, so that they may convert and become that special treasure. Oh, Holy Father, have mercy, my Lord, and extend your mighty hand. And may you remove all affliction, sorrow, bitterness. May you give healing and deliverance. Thank you, Father, in the glorious name of Jesus Christ, your beloved Son. And I also ask, Lord, for the people who are victims of drug addiction who are also victims, who, those who are deprived of their freedom, they're imprisoned unjustly. I also pray to you for them and for all of the people who are making an effort to change and to free themselves from the oppression of the enemy. Oh, my Father, extend your mighty hand, deliver and bless my Lord. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for being with us, my Lord. The honor and the glory, all praise be for you now and evermore. All honor be for the Lord. Glory to our God for our Lord Jesus Christ. All praises be to the God of glory. Thank you, Lord. Yours is all the praise and worship. Thank you, Lord. We praise you in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. We will be singing to the Lord chorus number 12, the joy of the Lord. Chorus number 12.
The joy of the Lord is the strength of my life. The joy of the Lord is the strength of my life. The joy of the Lord is the strength of my life. And he gives me overwhelming and pure joy. If you are filled with rapture, let your songs abound. If you are filled with rapture, dance and praise the Lord. If you are filled with rapture, let your voice be known. God will give you overwhelming and pure joy. The joy of the Lord is the strength of my life. The joy of the Lord is the strength of my life. The joy of the Lord is the strength of my life. And he gives me overwhelming and pure joy. If you are filled with rapture, let your songs abound. If you are filled with rapture, dance and praise the Lord. If you are filled with rapture, let your voice be known. God will give you overwhelming and pure joy. Glory to my Lord and thanks be to the Lord. I love you in the Lord and I send you many hugs many kisses to the children and to you all. I love you in the Lord and until next time, may God bless you greatly.